Radio Life Sciences podcast for a behind-the-scenes look into GSLS, made by students and educators for the scientists of tomorrow. Hi, everyone. My name is Anastasia. Today, I'm happy to present you with a new series within our podcasts of the Radio Life Sciences, which will be dedicated to different profiles within the GSLS. This will be the profiles which have already been running at the GSLS for some time, as well as those that have just started recently. The structure of this podcast will be that first we will talk to a coordinator of a profile and after that to a student who is studying there right now. So today we start with a profile named Life Sciences and Society. I will talk to its coordinator, Hisela van der Felden, and one of the students who studies there. Her name is Elisa Balan, and she will tell us not only what she particularly likes about this profile, but also what her career aspirations are after finishing it. So let's get to it. Hello, Hizela. Hello, Elisa. Good morning. Hi, good morning. So, Hizela, first I have a few questions for you. Could you please tell us what is the basic idea behind this profile? Yes, um, the basic idea is that students learn to see life sciences from different perspectives. So, it's an interdisciplinary profile. We have teachers from various different faculties of the Utrecht University, from the faculties of humanities, social sciences, veterinary sciences, and the faculty of medicine. And students look at different scientific topics from different perspectives. For example, from a historic perspective and a philosophical perspective. And this helps students also to place the different events within the life sciences evolution, uh, so to mm -hmm. say in the context of our society, uh, because the research that students do and will do in the future obviously takes place in a societal context. We want to teach our students that if they take society into account when they're designing their research, so from the very beginning, that their research will become stronger and more relevant, and it will become more relevant for the people who they're doing research for, the members of society. Yeah, right. And how did you become the... Profile coordinator. Um, well, I was working with uh, Gunnar Dilaver, uh, who is one of the members of the core team of biomedical sciences uh, on the topic of diversity and inclusion. And I was previously working for the bachelor program biomedical sciences, but uh, actually at the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, I moved over to the master's team. And Gunnel and I were already planning on designing a new course, uh, which incorporates the perspectives of diversity in our society to the life sciences research that our students do. And we wanted to make a bachelor's and a master's and a PhD level course. And at the start of the COVID pandemic, we were also looking at the curriculum of the master's programs a little bit more closely. And we saw that the society perspective was lacking within the education that already existed. And we thought that the diversity and inclusion perspective would fit very nicely into this. So we decided that it should become a new profile, which could also alleviate the pressure on the labs during the pandemic for the minor research projects. 
So do I understand correctly that you took your prior experience in working in the diversity research group to this profile? And then now you started at the master level, but in the future, you also plan to address the aspects of uh, life sciences in society on the bachelor and PhD levels. Well, we've decided to look at the society perspectives in a more uh, broad sense at and incorporated in the master's profiles. Uh, but at the bachelor level, actually, colleagues of ours in the bachelor team are also, uh, they just started with a new course within mm -hmm. the bachelor curriculum. So Gunul and I will be providing the diversity education specifically in the bachelor's level. Nice. Sounds uh, good and very overarching. And it uh, touches on the different levels of education. So uh, if we now zoom in to the life sciences and society profile, could you please tell about the elements which it consists of? Yes. Um, so we have a six-month program, which contains various different modules. They're kind of mini courses which the students follow and we start with an introduction where we offer students different workshops and training sessions on various skills which they will also need throughout the profile but which they will also be able to use after uh, when they're starting their career as a life scientist. So for example collaboration and learning what drives people in your team and after the introduction and the team building, we move on to the history and philosophy of life sciences, where the students will learn about the historical perspective and look at the evolution of how life sciences grew into what it is today. Mm -hmm. Then um, we will continue with the module Open Science, where the students learn about the open science movement and how there is also... Uh, a different way of performing science, so to speak, to the classical uh, way in which life sciences and research has been done throughout the years. Then they get the course Diversity Perspectives, where the students will learn how differences in, for example, males and females can be incorporated into research design and how that actually also makes a difference for the outcome of research and we also look at uh, ethnicity, for example, in research and uh, different groups in society and how to incorporate their interests. Then they get a module ethics and research integrity. Here, the students really focus on ethics and research integrity within a context which is familiar to them. So they focus on it uh, in the context of a project, which I will come to later. Um, and then we have global health in which the students will learn about yeah, health and environmental health on a global scale, but also how that affects the research that they are doing now and how, for example, differences in social uh, levels can affect one's health. So it's a very nice uh, sort of helicopter view of what they've learned. And we end the profile with a module called perspectives of life sciences institutions and companies where the students will also get insights in how research is done from a life sciences institution or, for example, a company in industry and how these companies also take society into account when they're designing their research. And then overarching all of this, the students work on a capstone project. And this project is a project from a external stakeholder such as the at EVM, the Public Institute for Health and Environment in the Netherlands, or, for example, from NWO, which is the um, Dutch Research Council. And we also have contact with several other institutions for next year. 
for a project and this external stakeholder gives the students a project which is a societal project or actually a project on the cusp of society and life sciences which is actual in their company at the moment or in their institution at the moment um, so the students will really be working on a project that really makes a difference and that is going to be used in the future in this institution which is really nice and it allows the students to do uh, research. So there's a really big research component in this project, but it also allows the students to apply everything that they've learned during the modules at the time that they've learned it. So they can really use the knowledge at the same moment. Mm -hmm. From what you have said, I understood that it's a very uh, diverse profile in terms of the elements which it consists of, but also I got an impression that it's like a mini program within the master program because it got everything it got introduction it got different courses and a research project basically yes and i think that it's really nice because the students are able to really exercise skills that they will be able to use in research but which will also really be of added value if they decide to not continue in academia and to look beyond uh, research so I think it really prepares our students well for any future they might choose. Well, it's a very good link to my next question about the learning goals of this profile. Could you please list them or explain yes. them in detail? Um, I think the main learning goal is really to take the societal context into account when designing your research or designing any work that you're doing um, and that uh, our students learn that different perspectives and incorporating different perspectives into their work will make their work stronger because different people have different experiences and these experiences also bring new knowledge and different knowledge to the table. So I think it's really about using uh, the different perspectives and really making use of everyone's strengths to make the project that you're working on at the time stronger. Right, and that it after all actually useful for uh, for the patients or for other groups in the society itself? Yes, yes. So, for example, well, one of the examples that we use is uh, when looking at heart, uh, heart disease, there is a difference between males and females. This is a difference that we never knew of because most of the research was done in uh, males uh, when looking at preclinical and clinical trials. This makes a difference for the women in our society because a lot of women uh, have been dying unnecessarily because they haven't been diagnosed with a heart condition because their symptoms are different. Mm -hmm. So this is just uh, one of the examples that is quite contemporary because this is something that happens nowadays as well. Right. For example, with the testing of vaccines, I guess. Yes, there has been uh, some news as well with testing of the COVID-19 vaccines, but also in the disease progression of COVID-19 that um, women experience COVID-19 quite differently than men. Um, they are more long COVID, uh, long haul COVID uh, experiences who suffer from the disease for longer, but in a more mild form whilst uh, most of the people who land in the intensive care units are male or... Yeah, so these are things that, uh, unfortunately, we still haven't learned from as a scientific community. And also when tested in the vaccines, the data was not split into men and women, mm -hmm. um, which we now see also makes a difference. And 
I think it's more complicated than to say the vaccine developers should have or could have known this before. And now all the women are suffering from, for example, thrombosis as a side effect, because it could also be that mostly women have been vaccinated now uh, because a lot of the people who work in healthcare are women. Um, so it's a little bit more complicated than that. But I think that the basics should be always take men and women into separate groups when looking at your data, because that will just make the data also more relevant for the males in the study, because then you're going to be understanding all your data better. So that's where this importance of this profile comes in, that the students learn to actually look at these details, which will become more relevant uh, in the actual research, actually. Yes, and we hope that um, if our students learn this, that in the future, as a scientific community, we will be able to prevent these kind of mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then my last question, Hizela, to you. Uh, what are the career opportunities of students who follow this profile? Yeah, I think I mentioned this already, but I think that whatever you decide to do, this profile will help you. So if you decide to continue in research and stay in academia, then this profile is quite suited because it will teach you how to design your research more in a more relevant way to society. And society is in the end our target group. And there is a research component within the profile. So I understand that students may be a little hesitant because they think, oh, I'm going to be missing a minor research project, so it won't look good on my CV. But there is a research component within the profile, so you will be doing a lot of research as well. And by doing a project from an external stakeholder and during the module that we offer the, um, from the life sciences institutions and companies, you will be meeting a lot of different people from a lot of different places. So you will be expanding your network. So you will be also meeting uh, potential future employers. But a lot of students who are in this profile currently also said that they weren't really they, they weren't really interested in a career in academia. And I think this profile really offers them the tools to understand society better, which will also give them more opportunities within policy making, for example, or if they decide to work at a life sciences institution such as the EDVM. So I think it really opens up different doors for dif for, for different students. Thank you, Hisela. This was Hisela van der Felden, the coordinator of the Life Sciences and Society Profile. And now we turn to Elisa, who is one of the students who is participating uh, in this profile. And since it's the first cycle of this profile, she will tell us all the aspects which she noticed, which are special and relevant for future students. So, uh, Elisa, please tell us about uh, your background a bit. Okay, hi. So uh, my name is Elisa. I did my bachelor's at Utrecht University, was also biomedical science, and currently following the master's program Bio-Inspired Innovation. So maybe a bit more different background than other girls in our profile, but uh, yeah. And uh, why did you decide to sign up for a life sciences and society profile? I think also just what Gisela said in the previous section that um, during our masters and in general also during my entire education, I felt that I lacked some information about why we do certain research and for who we're doing it. So these are small aspects that you have to think about while during conducting research. Like in my major, I also had to think about like, okay, who are the patients that I want to uh, do research for? But 
I think to have a more and a better understanding of your or of your group or of your focus group or the general society. I think that perspective lacked a bit during my education. And I think it is important, as we see now currently with the AstraZeneca vaccine, I think it's a very current issue that we're facing so and very relevant. So I think that was also the main reason why I actually want to sign up for this uh, profile. Yeah. So now you followed uh, already quite some courses uh, of this profile. You are not finished yeah. yet. But out of the courses which you have completed, which courses or modules, how they are called within profile, which one did you like the most? I think that's a quite a difficult question because every model differs a lot between each other. And I think the combination of all, even though that's maybe not the answer that you hoped for, but I think it's very well built up. So first we have a more theoretical course where we really need to write essays and think about the philosophy and the history. And I think it's very nice build up to the other courses because we reflect every time to the previous course and we can use information that we learned along. But I think the course that I really enjoyed, I think, was the diversity perspectives. And mainly also because, for instance, we had also an interview with a patient. And like coming from a biomedical background, it is something that we haven't done before. Like we haven't communicated to the patients of the diseases that we're actually studying. So I think that was actually really nice. And also the different kind of assessments that we're doing. So uh, luckily we didn't have any exams. So that's a <laughs> positive thing. But I think we've learned on multiple levels to write down or to speak up our thoughts. And I think that's very valuable because you're learning different skills and also writing essays, which is not something that we are very familiar with in our master's. So I think that's really nice of this profile. I think the future students who uh, are listening now, they would be interested what kind of assessments you have. So if you don't have yeah. tests or exams... Are your essays assessed or how does it work? So, uh, of course, your participation and like you need to do a lot of reading uh, during the profile. But I think there are some diverse aspects. Of course, this is an online uh, profile currently. I'm not sure how it will be next year, but they are implementing a lot of interactions with the students, which is really nice. And they're creating also an environment where you can have like a presentation and you can be assessed on your presentation skills but also, as I said before, an essay or debating, which is also sometimes challenging in the online environment. But yeah, it's, it's, it's very much fun. And also like a more NS analysis that you need to do or reflection, of course. So it, it varies a lot. So there are different assessments. And I think that's also really nice because every model has also a different kind of how they assess you. So if you didn't really like a model, you can wait for a couple of weeks and then you have a different model. So I think that's also quite nice that there there's differences between the models. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Hizala mentioned a, a number of uh, research projects which are ongoing now within the profile. Yeah. So I'm curious in which one do you participate? So I'm currently participating in the capstone project regarding the genomic initiative. So our external stakeholder is the RIVM. So the idea is that the Netherlands doesn't have currently a national genomic initiative, and they want to figure out on how to set up an initiative like this. So basically what we are doing, so I do it with two other girls, we're actually writing an advisory report based on literature that we can find about other countries. 
Okay. And on different topics. So we're including now around 11 countries where we see that they have a well-developed genomic initiative. And we are on different themes looking what we can learn from those initiatives and how the Netherlands can look, learn from it. And of course, putting this in the context of our profile, you need also to consider different aspects that the context of the Netherlands and the society of the Netherlands may differ than, for example, the UK or the USA. Yeah, exactly. So in that way, so we're not only focusing on the funding, but also on the public engagement or the ethical aspect on how they, for instance, regulate their informed consent or if they involve participants of a genomic initiative. So it's, yeah, it's, it's very broad and it's very exciting, but also challenging. And it's also a different type of research than, for instance, I'm used to. So I think that's also nice to have this extra skills that we're learning on, for instance, how to conduct interviews or how to do both qualitative or quantitative research. So yeah, it's, it's really like it has an added value, I think. It seems that uh, you did participate in very different activities and you assessed uh, from different perspectives. And you just mentioned that you also find this uh, capstone project interesting and that you develop yourself there but also challenging could you please elaborate on what is challenging either in that project or in the courses which you took so what was a real challenge during this profile for you if you had one yeah of course i did had some challenges and i think the main thing for me personally was the mindset of changing my thoughts and of course you get a lot of information which is quite new for me for example about open science so i've heard a bit about open science and but not that much is what i learned so far and uh, to look more critical on how we conduct research nowadays but also more on the diversity aspect, because I was aware that, that there is some difference between male and female, but there are so much more aspects of diversity, like, for example, ethnicity or race, that could also be included. So I think having your thoughts straight and also writing essays, but more from social science perspective, that was quite challenging. And also like uh, having a lot of new information that you really need to digest over time. Also, yeah, having this online environment, I think but that's, I think for all students nowadays, the most challenging part. But I think uh, it's also nice that we do have this opportunity and there's as much as interaction as possible. So. And I think that also is a new skill that you can bring with you if you want to have an interview for a new employee. So I think that's also something positive. And uh, which element or which uh, activity was the most inspiring for you so far? Yeah, first of all, I think the entire process. Uh, if I talk to my uh, co-students, we all are like reflecting every week. Uh, and also with our own group, like what we've learned so far. And I think like we, We've learned so much and also having like the lecturers and the professors and the guest speakers, they're so enthusiastic and they're speaking with so much passion about their work, but also in the future possibilities for us. And also letting us know that there are so much more opportunities once we understand the perspective of society. And I think that's the most inspiring thing. So there's not one specific aspect, mm -hmm. but I think learning from each model a different perspective and I think at the end of the profile can maybe point out, okay, this is maybe very much uh, inspiring for me, but I think the more holistic view of our profile, I think that's most inspiring. inspiring. Mm -hmm. yeah. Is there any reason uh, why you wouldn't recommend to participate in this profile to future students? 
or to certain type of students? I think for every post, like for every master program, there is something in this profile. So that's quite nice. Although it is maybe more uh, medical focused, but I'm not sure on how they develop this in the coming years. Uh, but I think if you really, really want to uh, do conduct research, but then really in the lab, then maybe this might not be the perfect profile for you. But then again, you learn so much other skills. And of course, most of the people already had their major in research internships. Mm -hmm. So I think this is a quite nice extra that you can add on top of your practical experience because you do conduct research, but on a different um yeah, in a different manner. So, so I hear that it uh, might be fitting to basically everyone, but to a certain extent, to someone more, to someone less. I'm uh, curious whether you could give uh, an advice to prospective students uh, if they adopt, what should they do? Well, one of the steps would be to listen to this podcast, for example. Definitely. I think if you're adopting, so myself, like at the beginning, because it was a new profile, before I started and it wasn't for me I wasn't really sure like what what this profile was about and what kind of lack like what kind of courses we were having uh, but I think I went also like to this information session where also Gisela was and I think just inform yourself and also uh, try to be um, try to write down like the things that you want to learn and see whether these are much in line with your profile because there are also other profiles that the GSPLS provide so I think just figure out what you want to do what your next step is and what will fit and I think whatever you want to do if you want to continue with a PhD or if you want to go into the business world I think this profile will suit very much in in that idea so but I would advise and also maybe contact previous students I mean uh, right, that's a very good advice yeah and I think also there are list of lecturers like uh, professors who also give lectures and uh, guest speakers and I think you can also contact them and to figure out how their experience is but I think since for us it was quite new so there wasn't that much information available but after this profile I think there there is information out there and just inform yourself and ask also whether it will suit you. Great, thank you. Just the last question to you Lisa, what's your plan for uh, your future career? A general yeah. one. <laughs> That's a good one. So I'm going to graduate in two and, a half, uh, two and a half months. So I'm really thinking about maybe continuing academia. And I think I'm uh, like doing a PhD. But I also keep my options open because I think this societal perspective is very interesting. So I'm also looking at traineeships or at least something where the societal aspect is important. Uh, and that's also something that I really learned from this profile. Yeah. Oh, good luck to you. Uh, at your you. next step. I would like to finish this podcast with the practicalities. Uh, Hizala, maybe you could uh, advise to the future students where they can sign up for this profile and when the next uh, cycle starts. Yes, um, students can go to the study guide uh, where the profile page is and uh, you can uh, see the procedure there. Um, so there is a profile application form, which is also used for all the other profiles, and you can hand that in um, first to your program coordinator and then send it to me with the signature of your program coordinator on it. And then I will send it uh, back to you if you have been accepted or not. So there is a selection, but only if there are more applicants than places. 
and next year we will have a capacity for 25 students and you can always also um, so the email address is on the form but you can also always contact me for questions if you like and the email address is lss from life sciences and society lss profile at umcutrecht.nl so we start in january 2022 it is then <laughs> Perfect. Good to know. Well, thank you both uh, for this uh, recording. Uh, I really hope it will be useful for uh, future students to decide what they actually want to do and which profile to choose. We would like to thank Hizela and Elisa for answering our questions regarding the life sciences and society profile. Based on their interviews, we have prepared a small summary for you. This new profile focuses on the integration of various perspectives. It teaches how to account for society, especially from the point of diversity, while designing research. It lasts for six months and contains different modules that consist of classes and workshops. It includes introduction, history and philosophy, open science, diversity, ethics and research integrity, global health, and perspectives of life sciences institutions and companies. Additionally, students work on a research project for an external company, which will be utilized in real life. This allows to practice research skills and expand the professional network. It is very insightful regarding research outside of academia. However, it is also very useful in case you plan to stay in academia and do your PhD in the future. This profile is built in a way that the gained knowledge can be practiced right away, which stimulates active learning. There is no examination, but each module is assessed differently, focusing rather on skills than dry knowledge. The next round of the Life Sciences and Society profile will start in January 2022. If you are interested in this profile, hand in the profile application form signed by your program coordinator. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to contact the profile coordinator, Hisela van der Felden. This podcast was brought to you by Anastasia and Susanna, who edited it. Thank you for listening. Science is